The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that just remembered to frame up at the very last second, but you didn't notice, and you wouldn't have noticed until I had told you, or you're listening to the podcast and you have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today, ready to brave the elements tonight. It's not looking pretty out there, man. our Captain Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Yeah, you're, what game are you at? Uh, I'm at Flower, the Battle of the Mounds. Battle of the Mound. Flower Mound, Marcus at Flower Mound. Big so, game. Yeah, no, it'll be a very exciting game. Wish the weather was better. But Playoff implications, too. Yeah, yeah, no, big ones, mm-hmm. big ones. Good for the District 6-6A. Yes. So. And sitting to my right, the... Who is he today? QPR 2 to my Reading 2, our West Africa huh? Prince, Ishmael Johnson. Huh? So we're on, we're on level. Well, points, got points. a point. Yeah. Got a point. Had not the highest of compliments. Had an opportunity <laughs> to go to second, which yeah. would have been... Insane. <laughs> at that point, you're like... At is, that point, it, it would have dis- gotten really real. Right. I screenshotted it. At that point, is it disappointing if they don't make the playoff? Yes. Okay. At that point, yeah. if, if they, they, they drop to seventh... Yeah. Uh, if they drop to seventh at that point mm-hmm. uh, from second, then I would have been disappointed. It's yeah. still very early, though. I mean, sure. we've got six more months to not go. Not to the halfway point. Yeah. We're still not but to the halfway point. Looking very good. And you got to watch QPR. You got to, yeah. we, It was on ESPN+. Plus. We got to watch it. And you are an official soccer soccer guy. Yeah. Your official soccer man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have fun watching <laughs> QPR. Yeah, no, they're, they're fun official to watch. Official like, soccer I, I, man. I, God, I, I mean, this is going to be weird to say. I wish Arsenal played more like QPR, where it's like, our defense isn't good. No. Let's just try to score as many goals as we can. QPR, <laughs> QPR has basically said, you know what? We're just going to outgun people. Yeah. Like, we're just going to try to outscore you 3 2. I love how, like, every goal that QPR scored, Reading scored it immediately after. Oh, yeah. It was no, like, that's a QPR like, tradition. You were like, QPR, Reading. Reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really. In fact, like, there's they had, like, a. Um, in the in the um, like the in house cam like the guys who were just filming highlights for QPR, mm-hmm. they caught up like they like after their opening goal, they're like oh they're all celebrating the corner and like there's a camera right there and the captain uh, Tony Leisner is just like okay let's not concede right now let's try to not and then like three <laughs> minutes later they conceded anyway today is Friday October twenty fifth two thousand nineteen thirty four days until Thanksgiving episode eight forty five eight forty five this is the Erasmo Ramirez episode. Uh, number 845, alphabetically, as far as the list of Texas Rangers is concerned. With your first four through the door, here's Ashley Pickle. Hey, you remembered. Very proud of that. Um, first is Brent Homan, Matthew McSpadden, Caleb Thomas, and Greg Veet again. Don't patronize me. You remembered <laughs> again. Well, you d- don't a lot of the times, so oh, we take what I, we can get. I remember almost part of the time. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Except um, for the times that you don't. <laughs> on today's show, guys, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, as well as the Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then we'll have Mailbag Friday. Sponsor me. Uh, up until, um, what's that? I want Built by Chocolate Milk to sponsor me. Oh, sponsor I'm you. just going to say it like every single... Like, you want a <laughs> yeah. personal sponsor? <laughs> wants a bunch of chocolate milk. That's, that's all I want out of this. Like, mm-hmm. I will say Built by Chocolate Milk on everything that I do, as long as they 
That is just fine. Give me chocolate milk. Uh, so we will get to that, and then we'll have Mailbag Friday. So ask your questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's down below in the comments, or I guess on the side in the comments. Yeah, yeah it's on the side. Either way, uh, wherever the comments are on Facebook, ask your questions. We will get to as many as we can up until 1245 when I am going to cut off the show because I want to take a nap before I'm on the air until 1 a.m. tonight on Fox Sports Southwest, which you should watch. Yeah, you should watch. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes at noon each Friday. It actually went until 12.04 today. Uh, uh, you're lying to it. the people. I did close it about a minute ago. With the winner being announced on TexasFootballToday.com shortly thereafter. The Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... It's already up. Say it. It's already up. There's still a podcast. It's already up. It's a podcast, though. Uh, Abilene Cooper defensive back Dylan Davis had three interceptions, an interception return for a touchdown, eight tackles, two pass breakups, and 59 yards and a touchdown rushing. Congratulations to all the nominees. Wimberley quarterback Cooper McCollum, White House quarterback Caden Casey, Hillsborough running back Brandon Montoya, Argyle wide receiver Cole Kirkpatrick, Rockwell wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, Troy running back Zach Urbacek, Tomball Memorial wide receiver Logan Kyle, Sudan quarterback Christian Montez went, and Cy Lakes quarterback Safian Masood to put a very special congratulations to our Week 8 Mr. Texas Wall Player of the Week, Abilene Cooper defensive coordinator Dylan Davis. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving candidates uh, assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. This was a very close race. We had to very, wait very until... Very, very close. We had to wait. Uh, there were three minutes left on the poll, and we did not know who had won. Because the way Twitter polls work is that it only shows you the percentages and yeah. rounded up to the to whatever the highest per, the next mm -hmm. percentage is, round number. And we had two that were tied until we didn't. Your week four, week four, week eight. Oh, yeah, man. you're Dairy behind. Max, I am time traveling right now. <laughs> your week eight, Dairy Max, Bill Pie Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is El Paso nah. Eastlake Defensive Coordinator <laughs> Javier Escobedo. The Falcons pitched their first shutout since 2017, dominating district rival El Paso Chapin. 29 to nothing. Congratulations to all the nominees. Lindsay Office Coordinator Zach Birdwell, Tomba Memorial Office Coordinator Jim Woodard, and Anderson Shiro Defensive Coordinator Bill Cowley, but a very special congratulations to your Week 8 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, El Paso Eastlake Defensive Coordinator Javier Escobedo. Very well deserved. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram at Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, this weekend, you, you guys, I, I know everybody in the comments. I imagine, I don't have the comments up, but I just assume the, all the questions are like, hey, Tepper, what are you doing this weekend? Right. No, no, sure. liter literally. All the literally. questions are about what I'm doing this weekend. And the question, the no answer one, question, literally no one, Tepper, what question, am I doing this weekend? The answer to the question that everybody <laughs> is asking and is that I'm working on the 2019 recruiting edition of Dave mm -hmm. Campbell's Texas Football. 
which comes out in December. I'm going to spend the weekend working on it. Uh, you can get your copy mailed directly to you, plus the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Text Football, plus a year's worth of exclusive online content, textfootball.com, including today mm-hmm. is Snapshot Day. Yep. Uh, and Snapshot Day, of course, is when we get the uh, uh, enrollment numbers of all the teams in the state of Texas uh, that are going in the UIL for next year's realignment, for February's realignment. This is our first look at realignment. Matt Stepp is out there grinding, is out there grinding right now for insiders to get as many of these numbers as possible so that we are able to project out who's moving up, who's moving down. Mm-hmm. Things he has like a that. ton of them already. He's got more than 420 numbers up right now. Uh, so if you want to see who's moving up, who's moving down, TexasWall.com slash insider to become a David Campbell's TexasWall insider. Uh, we've got those numbers up right now for insiders. So check that out. Plus, premium podcasts like Tep and Step. Plus, playoff projections are up right now. It's a great time to be a Dave Campbell's TexasWall insider. Mm-hmm. You just got like it content. Is. Like, yeah, con- you make it rain with content. It's God, great. get out okay. of here. So, TexasWall.com slash insider. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, you, oh just, it's because you're standing in the rain tonight? Mm. Is that why you're upset about that? Maybe. How do you do your hair when it's going to rain? Just like this. You don't do it because there's <laughs> no point. Especially, I mean, y'all know my hair is naturally curly, so it's going to curl tonight. I didn't know that. I wear. I mean, I wear it curly 99% of the time. This is the first time I'm noticing you have hair. <laughs> I'm not bald. <laughs> <laughs> Take over. I can't. I have no response. I look at you as a colleague, and I just, you know, somebody who's, who's a valued, valued member of the Dave Campbell's Texas football team. Now, your hair, I know this all the time. Uh, yeah. No. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's get to Word Mailbag time. Friday. Mailbag Friday uh, is coming up uh, here in a minute. Uh, ask your questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. We will, un- we will get to as many questions as we can. Uh, up until 12.45. First and foremost, though, a few Thursday thoughts. Uh, we did have some football go on last night. Uh, SMU won again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was tight. Yeah. They Very tried tight. to not to. They <laughs> tried. And I think we've started to determine that SMU, I think that the Temple game was an outlier. And here's why I say that. The Temple game was an outlier because the Temple game was an emphatic very aesthetically pleasing victory. Mm-hmm. That is the only one they've had, basically, I think. Every other game has been like rough and tumble, in the dirt, pulling it out in the last second, yeah. trying to give it away, making a big comeback, something like that. Yeah. SMU doesn't win pretty, but they win, and that's all that matters. And right now they're 8-0. They're the only 8-0 team in the, in the country right now. Now, they played on Thursday, so that's why, but... Only eight no team in the country looking very good. Uh, big win at Houston. Houston, um, Houston played probably as well as they can. Mm-hmm. I would say um, it was fine. Yeah, I don't know. They, they were. Eh. I think that's. As, I think. I. I just think that's I the think personnel. They it was kind of yeah. like it was kind of like the eh. the UNT game where they didn't really sustain drives. Right. Like I think Clayton Toon finished with like four hundred yards, but like that's buoyed by like a huge game from Marquez Stevenson. Okay. Where it's a lot of like yak yards. I'm glad you brought of, him up. Yeah. Okay. If there's one guy that I feel bad for at Houston, mm-hmm. it's Marquez Stevenson. Yeah, because that's true. that dude is a super duper duper star. Yeah. And Houston was in that game because of him. Like absolutely. Absolutely. Because Clayton like Clayton Toon did not play well. Let me see. I think 
Uh, let's see. He finished with 407. Yeah. But that's buoyed by an, a 96-yard yes. uh, catch from Marquez Stevenson. Uh, just put it this way. The, this is why QBR is one of my favorite stats is it does contextualize mm-hmm. that. He had a 32.3 QBR yeah, he didn't with play 407 well, yards. But he basically had that b- a couple big plays. A lot of yak from Marquez Stevenson. Who's awesome. And yeah. that's why like it's just kind of disappointing that they're kind of, you know, that, that D.R. King is, mm-hmm. you know, what D.R. King is redshirting. Right. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's disappointing because I think that Marquez Stevenson could have been in, in, in the mix for like a Bolitnikoff Award type thing. And Absolutely. Stuff. And, and now it's just probably not going to happen. But in any case, there was that. Um, in the high school ranks, uh, Galena Park North Shore did mean things to Beaumont Westbrook. Uh, that game was 33-13, to 13, I want to say at half. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a... Oh, they are full strength now. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, from what I understand, I, 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 I heard a... Uh, um, I had a source get to me last night and said that right now their run, their running or their receiver Shadrick Banks is only about eighty percent. Eighty percent Shadrick Banks is still terrifying. Okay, <laughs> yeah. plus when you've got Zach Evans and Demetrius Davis mm-hmm. and you've got that defense, which is start they got Corey Flag back, their linebacker, all these guys, they're getting healthy and that's scary. Yep, Mansfield Summit. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that? Comeback yeah. win over DeSoto. That one was um, that district couldn't get more interesting. Right. Now that district gets turned upside down. Uh, the only undefeated team Cedar in, Hill. in that district is Cedar Hill now. Uh, they get South Grand Prairie tonight. Mm-hmm. Not a layup. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but that was a huge win. The computer had Summit as 21-point dogs in Oof. that game. And they came out and put uh, and and stole it away from DeSoto. There, an impressive win for the Jaguars. They are going to be uh, they are going to be very dangerous moving forward. Now DeSoto. Now they get uh, DeSoto at the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Cedar Hill has them at home. Right. But yeah, man, that game's going to be That's massive. Gonna be crazy. And then Mansfield. I mean, that puts Mansfield Summit kind of just hovering around there too. Right. Um, and so it looks like it looks like um, the four playoff teams are set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the problem. Problem for um or for for some the thing for Desoto is that have they already beaten South Grand Prairie? I think they have. Um, in any case, they're going to be Division One. Cedar Hill's going to Division Two, but it makes that Summit game very very interesting because mm-hmm. the loser of that game will be the Division Two second seed and probably have to go uh, on the road. But I'll tell you that if South if if Desoto keeps slipping, they could get a first round date on the road at Duncanville, which would be bad news bears for them. Anyway, uh, there was that, and then the other games last night. Oh, the Fleurville Weiss Georgetown Eastview game got suspended in mm-hmm. first, at least the first half. Yeah, seven seven. But there was a torrential, torrential storm that came through, and so they're going to pick a lot it of up Centex at games three got. today. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pick it up again today. Three. So someone asked if a uh, step was going to. Oh yeah, Hector Rio said a step going to finish watching that game because um, mm-hmm. it was postponed. Yes. So people uh, were pumped that he, he was there. But. I believe he is. I think he's staying in the Austin area, so he, he's got nothing better to do. What's he going to do, work? <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mailbag Friday. It's Mailbag Friday. we got questions, answering questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all those things. Uh, get to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. And here with the first question is Ashley Pickle. All right, so up first we'll go, how about Peyto and Huntsville tomorrow at noon? It's an interesting matchup for a Peyto team that, that's coming off its first loss of the year. Um, that game is in Katy. Huntsville has to go to Katy to play it. Um, the big question is going to be what happens now that, you know, for, for Peyto, I want to see if their defense can kind of figure things out. Huntsville is a very different team than a Consolidated. Huntsville is a very... 
methodical, physical team. They got a great quarterback in Matthew Southern, but they are a team that that ultimately wants to establish the run. Adam Cataldi was a lot more kind of wide open, spread home run hitting team. Um, can can Peyto's defense stand up to to Huntsville? That's going to be a big question for me. Uh, I lean towards Huntsville in this one, uh, but we will. You know, you talk about a Peyto team that if if last week was a disappointing loss for them, this is a great way to bounce back. You bounce back with a win uh, over Huntsville, and you're right back in that uh, in the in the driver's seat for that second seed in that district. Um, but we will see. It's a huge game. Um, the you know and and. I, I would keep an eye on this game because this is probably, yeah, this is probably, I mean, depending, here's the problem, is that Peyto, I believe, still plays, um, I believe they still play uh, Lamar Consolidated. Mm. So, in a hurry, they could drop to that fourth seed if they don't if they don't kind of right the ship. So, big game for Peyto tonight. I think I lean a little bit towards Huntsville. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next after that, we'll go Brownwood versus Stephenville. Who y- wins? Yeah, um, so, last week, Stephenville went and played Waco La Vega, a La Vega team that was without a number of its players due to suspension, uh, ended up losing that game. Stephenville now gets Brownwood, who is the only undefeated team in that district, and is, you know, rolling right now. The, the, their defense has been lights out, and that's going to be a problem, I think, for the Stephenville team, which is just kind of struggling to find any sort of offensive consistency. That's the biggest question here. Now, look. You know, this is a, a big test for Brownwood. You know, this is one of their biggest tests to date. And we will find out how for real they are if they can go on the road to Stephenville and get a win. Um, I think you lean towards Brownwood in this one. But Stephenville is certainly, their defense is certainly capable of keeping them in this game. The question is going to be, can they find that offensive firepower with court, around quarterback Cade Renfro to get through and find enough points in this game to get a win? Uh, I lean towards Brownwood. I think it's probably a close game. Computer has it as a five-point game. Computer projections at Um <laughs> Anyway, there's there's that. Um, up next, we'll go... A lot of people have been asking about this one. Huge game tonight. You'll enjoy talking about this. Panhandle in the panhandle as Canyon hosts Dumas. Mm, very fun game. Excellent game. I believe we have a reporter at this game for Fox. Um, I th- believe we'll have a reporter out there. Yeah, I the, think... In, is it Jason Spells? I think Jason Spells. I think he's there. out there. Yeah, will it be fun. Um, okay. A lot of intrigue in this game because this is for a couple of reasons. One, it's a good game. Two, it's a district opener in week nine, which is wild. Those good old four teams. Those four team <laughs> yeah. districts. Yeah. And and the other thing, remember, there's only 18 teams in this entire region. You got three four-team districts and you've got a 16th district in district four. Okay? That's it. So... You're talking about jockeying for position in a very small region, and every game is critical. By the way, if you start looking at this district and who their by-district bunkmate is, mm-hmm. District 4, right now, the top three there are Decatur, Gainesville, Springtown. Okay, Let's just say right now... Ish adding just such good commentary there. I'm looking at I brought up last year's bracket, and it's like, man, you could either, like, can you imagine just like getting through this district and be like, cool, we're in the playoffs, and it's like Decatur by district. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing about this, okay? The the winner of this game Mm -hmm. will be the favorite to win the district. Sure. In my opinion. Pampa's in the mix as well, and they're going to have to get past Pampa, 
But let's just say that they will at least have a leg up because they will have an important win with Pampa still to play the other two, mm-hmm. right? The only team that's really Hereford, and Hereford's not bad, by the way, <laughs> but they are, they're probably the fourth place team in that district, right? Let's just say that the winner of this game has the, the, the front runner position in that district. Mm-hmm. Then you would draw a team probably like Wichita Falls, Hershey, or Burke Burnett mm-hmm. in the first round. Okay. That's a game you can win. Okay. If you don't, and you finish second in this district, second, let's say that you win out after this, but you lose this game, you're playing a team like Gainesville or Springtown the first round. Bad news. Very bad news. Gainesville's undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. This is a huge game. And by the way, don't slip against Pampa because if you slip to third, you're playing the second place team, which is either Springtown or if Decatur were to slip up to, to Gainesville tonight or next week. Huge game. Massive implications. My big question is going to be, what does the Dumas, def- the Dumas defense against the Canyon offense? That's the big headliner matchup to me. The other side's interesting. What I'm most interested in is the Dumas defense, which has been so good all year long, going up against high-power Canyon attack. Figures to be a fun game. I think I took Dumas in the picks. I think so. This game is at Canyon, though. I don't know. I think it's a close game. I think I took Dumas. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I'll go with Dumas, but I think that it is a very, very tight game and obviously major implications that, like, you can... I mean, you can really make the argument that I think that the winner of this game, with all due respect to a team like Andrews, may in fact be no worse than second place contender in that region, which is huge. So, a lot of implications to that game. Perfect. Up next, we've got... Um Oh, where did it go? Hang on. Oh, it's Two gone. seconds here. Oh, there we go. Uh, Steven Garcia asked, which of Steps' playoff projections is the most tantalizing matchup? Ooh, okay. Let me pull up the playoff projections. Textfootball.com uh, slash playoff projections has your... Um, or, I'm sorry. Textfootball.com slash... I don't know what the thing is. Textfootball.com. Wow, you're really selling it there. <laughs> yeah, Textfootball.com. Just go to the website. Just go to the website there. <laughs> you can <Fine>. find it. <laughs> You'll find it. Uh, playoff projections are up for insiders. Um... And if you are talking about first-round playoff matchups that we have uh, there that he is projecting, let's see. Let's see. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's one. Katie Tompkins and Fort Bend Travis in a first-round matchup mm. would be That would be hmm. nuts for the first round. <laughs> Very tasty. Jalen Milrow nice. taking aim at that Fort Bend Travis attack. That would be really, really fun. Um, that game is, that game is uh, really interesting. Um, ooh, that's very interesting from Step. Um, sorry, uh, uh, being speaking speaking our Slack chat out loud. Here's the other thing. Here's <laughs> another one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And here's another one. Den Geyer and Hebron. Okay. Den Geyer and Hebron's interesting because, like Hebron, Hebron shows up in the playoffs, and that defense shows up. And you want to talk about that defense against the Geyer offense? That's a great matchup. Geyer's the favorite in that one. But you want to talk about, like, upset special? That would be one that that that's, uh, jumps out to me. Um, elsewhere, Westlake and Civil of Steel. May I interest you in Westlake and Civil of Steel? <laughs> that game would be interesting as well. A lot of 6A games. Uh, the, because, of the, the, because of the split divisions, those games in, in 5A and down below are generally a little bit more... Um, uh, a little bit more one-sided. But there are some some interesting games. For example, who does Grand... Who do they have Grandview? How about Grandview and Lago Vista? Or, uh, let's see... Yeah, Whitney and Tro- Whitney and Cameron Yo would be interesting, too. But anyway, there's that. 
What's next, Ashley? Columbus um, and Yoakum. Hmm. Mm. So Allison Brown just commented and said, if the numbers we are seeing as our numbers in Longview are going to be back to 5A, um, we really thought that we could hang on to Dang another it. two years <laughs> at least. How tough would that 5A D1 district be? So uh, <laughs> that is what Step Slack does. Yeah, that, that's uh, what so, was uh, <laughs> Longview's enrollment number is... <laughs> it was such perfect timing. 2220. Yeah. 2220. Which is like, what, l- uh, just last over year, 10? Last year, the cutoff, yeah. first of all, you have to assume that the cutoff is going to go up a little bit because Texas is growing. Right. Okay? Because yeah. Texas is growing. Last year, the 6A cutoff was 2189. Okay? That's so Long is going to be at 2220. We don't know where the cutoff is going to be for 6A. Yeah. But I will tell you, it is going to be right near 2220. How does 5A Division One? I mean, they are now. Here's the thing: Longview next year is going to be probably they're going to lose. Sure, Haynes King. King, They're going to lose Caden Meredith. They're going to lose a number of their key weapons. Sora Gorham Welch is gone. Yeah, I think. Is he junior? Mm. I think it's. uh, no, I think it's senior. Anyway, he just committed. He is. Twenty twenty. So he's gone. They're going to take a step back, but it's still Longview, right? And they are at least the 2018 champs. I mean, it's like what, it's like what happened to Lufkin this past realignment. Yeah. Yes. It was like, it was like, oh, what do they lose? Ooh. Doesn't matter. They're Lufkin. Like, yeah. They're, they're going to be, be, be a, a problem. <laughs> yep. They're going to be a problem. So, if they drop the 5A, that's a headline. That's <sighs> a big time headline. Yeah. It's going to be close, though. It's going to be real tight. Um, there at twenty two twenty is going to be kind of where we project. Do we know right those cutoff there. numbers? What's that? We, Not yet. They haven't released them yet. Yeah. Last year, last year the uh, the uh, from last realignment twenty eighteen, the cutoff was twenty one eighty nine. We will see where the cutoff is, but it's going to be right around mm. there. Longview's mm. going to be ra- Longview's either going to be the like the biggest five A school or the smallest six A school. It's yep. going to be one of those two. Yep. So that's very interesting. Um. Let's see. If oh. you're interested, the largest number that's been turned in so far, Conroe turned in 4050, if you're interested in that. And the smallest number we have, we don't have a ton of six-man numbers, but um, Ira Ann turned in 78. They're shrinking, man. Anyway, Goodness. they played for a title a couple years ago. What's up? Yeah. Um, well, we can stick with that, talk, keeping talking about numbers. It was uh, Daniel Sanchez said, what do you three like about Snapchat? Snapshot. Day. Got it. I was thinking Snapchat. Um, and where do you think your high school alma alma good God? Where do you think your alma mater will end up? Uh, well, we got a few things to talk about there. I love Snapshot Day mm-hmm. because it's just kind of this first. I love Snapshot Day because it gives us an opportunity to speculate, and I love to speculate. <laughs> um, and you got and the the cutoff numbers will be released around Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving. It sounds like from Step is informed us. I love Snapshot Day because it gives it gives you just a taste of the information. I love realignment. Realignment talks fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I used to not really be into it, but now I'm super into it because it's just a data dump. Yeah. And you can just go through and just like it gives you something to talk about, especially in the off season. Um th- that I really like. As far as where our alma maters will go. Um I went to Coppell. Coppell will stay six A. Coppell is huge. Uh I don't know what I, I don't think they've turned in a number yet. Let me see if we have it. Nope, they or, uh, no, they have not turned in a number yet, uh, but uh, it, no worries. They are a large, large, large school. Uh, they will stay at 6A. Um, you, unfortunately, buddy. So, well, I guess Sweet. I have two, technically two. You have two alma maters. Uh, so Maynard hasn't turned in a number, I don't think yet, but Maynard, New Tech. 
Oh, oh boy. They moving um, up, buddy. They are moving up to 4A Division Two. it looks like. Almost certainly. Yeah. Uh, they turned in 522, which... That is pretty comfortable. Rough, because they are really struggling right now in 3A Division One. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lano... Have they tried? I don't think that they would move really... L- Lano probably is not. I, they've... They're pretty idle. Lano stayed pretty steady. I was going to say, like, especially when I was in high school, too, I guess before, I guess that was before 6A was super mm-hmm. a thing. We were, like, we were always 3A, and mm-hmm. we were on the, like, bottom scale of it. Like, we yeah. had Liberty Hill in our district, which yeah. they were, like, like two people away from being yeah. bumped up, and we were, like, two people over being dropped down right. to 2A. So, it, they don't change. Yeah, speaking of Liberty Hill. Oh, yeah? Speaking of uh, potential... 5A bump up. Yes, they turned in 1344. They should. Maybe they're giving out real numbers now. (laughs) (laughs) It never seemed like that. They had so many people. You are very very bitter. (laughs) I am. I couldn't (laughs) stand playing Liberty Hill in basketball. It was terrible. Uh, So there you go. What's next, Ashley? Um, Up next, let's see. What are your thoughts on Cameron Yo versus Rockdale? Ah, the Battle of the Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a super interesting matchup this year. Because normally when the Battle of the Bell happens, it's like the de facto district title game, right? It's usually going to be who's going to be who's going to be first place, who's going to be second place, right? Um, maybe it may end up being dropping a third place, but usually the winner of this game wins the district, right? Now they've both taken a loss in district play, and the loser of this game. Really and truly, depending on how Lago Vista finishes out and depending on how Troy finishes out, the loser of this game may play Grandview in the first round. Not ideal. That's bad. <laughs> That's a bad draw. Uh, so, I'm very interested in this game. I think it's going to be real pointy. These games tend to be pointy. Um, in fact, I, I, I crunched the numbers the last like 14 meetings have combined or have averaged 67 points each game. So, it's I mean, these games get in the 30s and the 40s routinely. Yeah. Right? And even these two teams, as they are presently constructed, seem to be based on offense. Braden Brashear, the quarterback for Cameron Yo, has been excellent. Chase Robinson, the quarterback for, uh, for Rockdale, has been off, uh, excellent. And the defenses have kind of been suspect. I think it's going to be pointsy. Depending on what the weather is going to be like, it'll be interesting. But... I think it's going to be pointsy. I think it's going to be fun. I picked Yo, but I think it's a coin flip type game. Uh, we will find out. You know, Rockdale kind of coming off that loss is very interesting uh, because that was a game that we, we thought that they were going to be able to handle. Mm-hmm. The computer, if you're interested, the computer thinks that this is a four-point game in favor of Rockdale. I think that's fair. We will see if the V stays lit tonight. But I, I took Cameron Yo, I think. Um What's next, Ashley? Um, so this one wasn't a question. It was just a comment. But Richard uh, Cummings said, it's finally Frito Pie weather at the games. Give me a Frito Pie, and I don't care who Ooh. wins. Uh, so my qu- I'll, I'll spin that into a question here with myself. Um, is there any sort of, yeah, when the weather changes, whether it be at stadiums or not, that you like the one type of food that you like really, really just want to have once it gets cold outside? So I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I, Mitch, I <laughs> can't do... Frito pies and press boxes. I can't do it. Really? Why? Why specifically in press boxes? Because I'm working. <laughs> do you have to? Every time I eat a Frito pie, I want to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm sorry. It's the truth of the matter. Every time I eat chili, I want to fall asleep. <laughs> that's right? true. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so that's that's the problem. Now, that's let me be clear. 
love me a Frito pie. Mm-hmm. Frito pies are delicious. Yeah. But the problem is, if you serve them in a press box, I have to stay awake and I have to like <laughs> focus on the game, theoretically. Yeah. Kind of. People would argue if I ever do. But that's that's the problem for me is I can't do it. Now, Matt Stepp is a Frito pie stan. Uh, and so I know he, he probably has a Frito pie power ranking for press boxes. <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it. <laughs> That's the content it's people want to know. It's too heavy for me. I can't do it. It's just like I just want to like fall asleep on my computer. Yep. Delicious. <laughs> can't do it. Um, did you ever – so I'm a big uh, big Sonic fan. Did you ever have one of the Frito pie wraps? No. Yeah, sponsor us, please. No. They're good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a Frito pie in like a, tortilla. a tortilla, and it is Sounds so good. It well, like I'm the intrigued. Sonic. Yeah, the Sonic tortillas too. They're like thinner tortillas, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you don't get like a whole lot of tortilla. So it's really, yeah, big. If they ever come back, I don't know you if should I'll grab be one. I'll I'm be honest. Intrigued. I'll be honest. I don't know if I trust Sonic with my tortillas. Oh, they're good. They've got good. good they've got like. Well, we're not gonna get a sponsorship that way. Yeah. What are you have doing? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever had like their breakfast burrito. I've never had their breakfast good. burrito. I've had their toasters. Those are yeah. Good. Oh, the toasters are really good. Everything I've had at Sonic's pretty good. Everything at Sonic is good. But we love. Like, I'm a Sponsor huge <laughs> Ishmael Sonic Johnson fan. at Texas Football <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> What's next, Ashley? I'm working here. <laughs> I'm trying to get this somebody's, done. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's for the brain. <laughs> food, we got to get sponsored. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to ruin it. God. <laughs> I'm a bad, as you guys can tell, I'm a bad salesman. Yeah. <laughs> What's next, Ashley? Uh, what are your thoughts on the sundown versus post game? Uh, yeah, another fun matchup. Post is, is rolling right now, and, and they are uh, you know undefeated. Uh, wh- I think that the, the interesting thing for me is going to be, can anybody break through what's been one of the best defenses in the state in post? Post has been just lights out defensively, uh, and especially at home, I, fev- I favor the antelopes. Uh, when do they play New Deal? Um, last game of the season. Is that last game of the year? Yep. Hell yeah. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I am into that. Um, sundown no, can certainly... No offense to Sundown, but I would love the, both those teams to be undefeated. Sundown can, per- sundown can certainly... I mean, so this is now... We've gotten to the point now where there's three weeks left, mm-hmm. and we have... And it's those three teams are going to play the kind of the round robin. Yeah. Where it's Post is going to play New Deal and Sundown, and the New Deal is going to play the other two. We're going to find out why. We're going to jockey those three positions. The other three teams, Olden, Hale Center, and Floyd Data, are kind of going to do the same thing for that fourth playoff spot. This is what's going to be very interesting. I'm very interested in seeing this kind of first salvo tonight. Sundown, I think that the two best teams in that district are probably posting New Deal. Mm-hmm. Sundown can certainly change my mind tonight. They go out there and get that win on the road at post. That would send a statement to me. Uh, I lean towards post in this one. The computer leans towards post in this one. Uh, I lean towards the antelopes. Ashley? Uh, we got about next. 10 minutes left. 10 minutes left? All right. Um, here's one. Jordan Glenn Angle Angel something. Say it uh, Jordan. Jordan Glenn. We'll, there s- we'll stay there. Uh, should TFTers live tweet updates for the games they are attending? Yes. Te- uh, tweet us at DCTF. If you have score updates, we yeah, will, we will retweet them. Uh, our social media maven, uh, William Wilkerson, will be manning Twitter tonight. So at him, at DCTF, uh, and do that. Oh, speaking of TFTers, mm-hmm. I just want to throw this out there. Just throw this out there. Hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. You guys know what that means, right? Hypothetically. It means it's, a- it's absolutely true. 110% true. If we were to do a TFT subscriber meetup at Texas Live before 
one of the days of the state championship games and serve breakfast and have a fun time, is that something you guys would be into? That is my question. Hypothetically, nothing is signed yet, but we have uh, we have some some opportunities perhaps to uh, party at Texas Live uh, across the street from AT and T Stadium. So, um, if you're interested in that, let us know in the comments. Hypothetically, hypothetically, what's next, Ashley? Hypothetically, um, let's see. What are your thoughts on Wimberley at Navarro? Yeah, uh, Ooh, yeah. first and for- foremost, uh, I think that there is a f- above average chance that this is the first of two meetings between these two teams. I think that there's a fair chance that you can make. I think you can make a real argument that these are the two top teams in that region. All due respect to teams like Raymondville. All due respect to teams like Rockport, Fulton. Yeah, that's probably the list. Maybe a team like Lano. Um, I think that this is this could be the first of two meetings, right? Uh, okay. It is two polar opposite offenses, right? You've got the slot T for Navarro going up against kind of the spread for, for Wimberley. Cooper McCollum, their quarterback, has been lights out for, for Wimberley. He's been excellent this year. Uh, both defenses, I think, are going to be tested in ways that they haven't necessarily been tested before, which is going to make this very interesting. Uh, I picked Navarro. I'm sticking with it. I think this game could be real fun. A real. I think this is the kind of game where... It could be really close at halftime, and then it's going to take one or two little defensive adjustments that are going to end up making the difference. I lean towards Navarro, especially at home, but again, I think there's a fair chance that we see these two teams meet again in the playoffs, which I think at that point would be regional final. That'd be a regional final. Um, yeah. All right. Sports. <laughs> Um, a couple of updates for you. One, Matt Stepp said that the best Frito pie pr- or the best press box Frito pie is Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. You know what? I have had one there. I just said uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a liar and a hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, but I did have one. That's the last press box Frito pie I had. So it must have been actually good then. Yeah. If that made you want to just like fall asleep, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was at the six man title games in 2015. Hey, oh. look at uh, there. That's the last press box Frito pie I had, and it was excellent. I think I was there. I went there with Step. Max? 2015? Maybe. I don't know. I was there. <laughs> uh, but I was there with somebody. And I had a free pie and it was great. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, and then a another a update is... It's mm. like he had never seen a six-man game and I took him there. Okay. We're just having table talk. Yeah. Go on, Ashley. <laughs> you done? Um, another update for you is hypothetically... People are saying hypothetically yes. One of the, okay. Hector Rios said in all caps, "Hell yeah, party!" Which was <laughs> probably my favorite response. Okay, all right, good. Hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. hell yes, we're, party. We're just, we're just working on something. We've got some ideas in the cooker. We're we're slow cooking this mm-hmm. thing. It's like the chili that yeah. you put in the Frito pie. It's yeah. in the it's in the slow cooker. It's not ready yet. But just mixed everything. We mixed everything. It looks bad. It looks bad <laughs> right now. It looks bad right now. But we all know. Could they end up good? Yeah. All, could also turn out terrible. Yeah. Could also, <laughs> also not happen at all. all. Throw it out. <laughs> a lot happens in eight hours. So yes, that's what we're saying. So, uh, but we've got some ideas. Anyway. Well, we'll stick with the uh, the slow cooker talk. Uh, chili, beans or no beans? No beans. Well, Ooh, really? that was that was That was, that was rapid fire. Man. Yeah, well, here's the problem. The problem is that the true thing. Texan way to do it is without beans. Right. That's, right? That's yeah. That's, that's true. a true Texan way. Cheese, no beans. Am I a... Am yeah, and you gotta have the cheese on top. That is yeah, well, crucial. Yeah. What are we monsters? I'm of just course, saying, I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> uh, you put cheese on top. Yeah, but 
I was in, like I don't want to lose my Texas card, my Texan card. I do like beans and I chili. I like beans and chili too. Like I'd, it, yeah. it's more robust and hearty, and it's like I don't know. It adds something I like I like, to but, chew I, but on. I know that's a sin to say around here. Yeah, it you is. Know? I never realized that it was like oh, yeah. that big of a Texas thing to there, not there have. There beans are and chili there too. are oh, yeah. chili purists. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, who will get onto your case if you say, "Oh yeah, beans and chili." Someone said sour cream. Put sour cream in your chili. No. I'll put it on top. Yeah. No, a little sour, really cream. sour cream and chili. Mm. Trick up chili however you want. Yeah. Just make sure it's cheese in it. Perfect. All right. Um, San Saba versus Valley Mills. Uh, San Saba. Uh, now, that's not to say that Valley Mills is lunch meat because they're not. Um, I think they're actually they're a team that they're four and eight and I th- or four and th- four and eight. They're four and three, but I think they're better than their record indicates. I think they're a better team than that. They played a pretty tough schedule. The problem is that um, here's the problem. The problem is that Valley Mills' offense has been real hit or miss this year. It's been, like, at times it's, it's shown up, and at other times it's no-showed. And um, San Saba has allowed uh, – let me just lean into my spreadsheet here. Oh, they've allowed nine points this year <laughs> in seven games. Yeah. That is um, that is bad. You think you think uh, that, that decision uh, is make the defensive coordinator the head coach? You think Andres Aguirre has yeah. got something cooking there? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, yeah, I, I lean towards San Saba. Uh, the computer license have a big. I don't know if I like them that big, but I do think that because I think Valley Mills' defense is going to be able to keep them in it. But Sean O'Keefe is really good too. I don't know. Since Saba. Since Saba is probably a team we haven't talked about enough because we probably over talked about them last year. But Armadillos, <laughs> they're excellent, and I think that they are probably the favorite to come out of Region Two. And I think that they are. I want to say that. Every time I, think if you're, I think if you're asking me, I think if you're asking me right now, who's going to play in the two A Division One state championship game? I think the team that I might be most confident in saying is going to be there is San Saba. I don't know. I, that's not to say mm-hmm. they're the best team, but in two A Division One. But I think that the, I think the favorite to come out of Region Two. I think they'd be the favorite to beat whoever comes out of Region One. Whereas on the other side of it, you would have a team like Rufio and Shiner are go, uh, like that's a coin flip type game at this point. And then they'd have to go through San Augustine, which is no layup either. So, yeah, I think this is I, – I, I like what San Saba's got cooking. Every time you, like, lean back and yell like that, I always like to take a look at Chandra just outside of the studio to see if she's, like, looking in and shaking her head like, oh, God, there he goes again. No, she's used to it. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I this can only imagine, like, the stuff that they so just, many. like, kind of hear through the glass. This is, this <laughs> is her, first, her first months in the office. We just, I, I would definitely look up to see, like, is she reacting to whatever Tepper's yelling at her? <laughs> this is the life. This is the God, life she's chosen. Here he goes again. She's chosen this life. <laughs> All right. Uh, two minutes. All right. What about Boyd at Bowie? Uh, yeah, so Boyd uh, suffered that loss last week, uh, and I think that they are uh, looking to bounce back against uh, a winless Bowie team, and I think they will in a big, big way. Bowie has scored uh, 80 points this year, uh, and Boyd's defense has been very good. Uh, I think that Boyd uh, wins this game going away. Um, And then we'll do... Let's see. Uh, Franklin, what do you think about Franklin losing to Montwood yesterday? Yeah, really interesting. Um, this was a game that, that we that we certainly had on our radar, uh, but I was under the impression, this was my, my thought last week, or kind of when America's played Franklin a couple weeks ago. That was the game that I thought was for the team being the best in El Paso. All due respect to a team like Parkland in 5A, who's been excellent as well. Uh, 
America's beats Franklin. You go, up. Oh, okay, well, America's number one. Franklin's number two. Well, Montwood comes and crashes the party last night. Very good win for, uh, for, for Montwood. They were pretty sizable underdogs in that game. Uh, but they went out there and showed out, uh, and, and I think I think proved that they're they're for real. The biggest issue with Montwood has been that their defense has not been consistent. But last night they came to play and they shut down uh, they shut down uh, Franklin. Very impressive. Uh, they will still get a they'll still get a shot at uh, America's coming down the pike, and they'll be underdogs in that one. But they were underdogs last night, so I was impressed by that. Yeah. Um, since no one asked what you were doing this weekend, but a couple of people did ask what I was doing this weekend. Um, they specifically said, hey, Tepper, what is Ashley doing this weekend? Because that's, that's what <laughs> he's so mad. Uh, to answer that question, tomorrow night I will be at Dos Equis Pavilion to see the Zach Brown Band. Wow. Oh, yeah. Cool. And we got a, they were $20. My wife likes them. Yeah, they were $20 tickets when Live Nation does that, like, National Concert Week thing. So you don't have to pay any taxes on them or, like, fees or y'all are all anything. Y'all are all really cool people that go to concerts. Yeah, I went to a concert. Like I'm week, washed. So. That's cool. Old. So washed. I'll let you know next time I go to a show. You went to, because you were just at ACL. I was at ACL, and then this past week I went to a title of the creator. Oh, how was that? That was great. He's really good live. Was it weird? How, how? Well, like, no, no. I mean, he's he's just, he's a pretty basic live performer in terms of, like, just energy. He's just really spastic and really crazy live. He's great. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been to a concert in. Greg, we'll go to a show. Okay. Old man, we gotta get We gotta we'll take, take Grandpa out we'll to take, do we'll some Hank. fun stuff I, every so, now and I then. I'm so washed. <laughs> I just spend all my time at home with my kid. Hank would have uh, loved Tyler the Creator. <laughs> <laughs> he would be. He would stand Hank, Tyler the Creator. Hank, Hank, Hank at Tyler the Creator would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your wife would love like, that what too. What's going on? There's so many lights, but I'm into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Hank's current obsession is we took him to the doctor yesterday, uh, and because he had to get the second part of his flu shot. And he got put on the table, and uh, they got that paper on the table. Mm. Man, he loves that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's his favorite thing right now. Like, Are you seeing this? <laughs> it's free. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I, I th- although this is this is true, and proof of how washed I am. And they'll do one more question. We got to go. Um, <laughs> last night, I did get a call uh, about whether or not I'd like to buy concert tickets. By donating to the Dallas Symphony Orchestra. Oh, man. <laughs> so, we got to take Grandpa out for we some, do. For some we do. fun. This we'll, is getting bad. Let's go Luby's first. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Last flower. question. Give us an ender, Ashley. Uh, let's see. Um, should should Texas have a, uh, a 7A? Should there be a oh, 7A in Texas? Is. No, but the division divide will probably happen. So- it will definitely happen sooner than man. that will be discussed. So proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you. That's <laughs> Look exactly at the him. Answer. The answer is the, that's exactly the answer. Yeah. Um, we need to. Um, we do need to uh, uh, wait until we get the division split. And I do think the division split. It's not coming this. It's not coming this year. That that ship has already sailed. It's not getting here this year. But 2022 realignment. We'll I think. See. I think that. I think the the wave is starting to roll in on that. Once we have that. The bottom line is there's just not enough schools to constitute a new, a new class. I think we all mm-hmm. think of like in 6A Division One, if it was 6A Division One and 6A Division Two and split that, it would be a de facto 7A. Mm-hmm. It would just be the largest schools in the state. And that kind of accomplishes everything that yeah. you need. Until there are 100 new schools that would cl- that we would need a new division, then there's mm-hmm. no real point. Mm-mm. And now, like, I mean, it, it, like you said, it's too soon right now, but the reception to the 5A split's been really well. Yes. Uh, been really well received. And I think the UIL's taking, like, 
they want these full two years to kind of yes. dissect, mm-hmm. see how it goes, see what the reception is after two uh, an actual cycle, and just you know using this next one to kind of mull it over and see like let's see if this is where we want to go with six And the thing you always got to remember is that while the UIL has final say, mm-hmm. they are constantly just asking coaches and ads, "What do you want? What do you want? What do you think?" They are going to reflect what the coaches and ads across the state want. Yeah, and so like that's how we got the five A split. How we got the five A split was that was that they started asking coaches, "What do you think about the split?" in 4A and they were like eventually got to the point where the majority of coaches wanted the split when the majority of 6A coaches want the split the split will happen that's exactly what will happen and then then you can have a conversation about uh, a large classification but we'll get into that at some point that's it oh by the way we have breaking news breaking news we need like a bump no we have a Lano number oh my gosh ah say it 494 and a half and they will be dropping to 3A Division 1. Hey, looky dropping. there. The Good Yellow for Jackets them. of Lano may be dropping. It's about the time. The biggest news of the day. <laughs> biggest news of the day. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.